This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final of our uh, grand final week, six-episode streak of NRL Boom Rookies episodes. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside with me, Mitch Doyle. Hello. I feel like he could have said episode maybe one or two more times. Look, I've watched that intro every single day this week, but that's okay. That's fine. People aren't going to complain. They're getting six podcasts. What more people could complain? But like, like, I'm not listening to them. You know, mate. Sorry, yeah. We're not listening to outside noise. (laughs) We're uh, blocking out the critics. Exactly. Yeah, we're here one last time before the game to uh, to talk about. I know to to preview to kind of preview the uh, the grand final and. Impartially prove it, obviously, Bunga, don't we? We're going <laughs> to cut out the biases and pick who he thinks going to win tomorrow's game. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, look, it's been it's been a big week, obviously. We've had Panthers guest, South guest, Campo as a Benji guest. Um, but yeah, we've arrived, <laughs> just us, to talk about this game. Um, and look, we're recording pretty much 24 hours before the match. So the chance of us, uh, like the chance of it, being postponed now seems extremely low, which is good because uh, we won't. The game won't have lost you, which obviously was the yeah. Well, the you were already factor. planning to replace me with the Dragons Vodcast guy. I think. Yes, so it was it was which, well the two options were solo me or Dragons Vodcast guy. Coming well, I think in, that's so an that. astute hire. I mean, it's hard. Well, it's one of those things I've said this already with him. It's hard to meet your heroes. Yeah, and it's, it's true. just hard for him. To bring that same, or maybe he can bring the energy from a two-minute clip to a one-hour program every week and shout. No, he's like a he's like a fooey fooey moy moy type. You can't you can't expect thought. him to do it for eighty minutes. That's fair. Exactly right. So I don't know about that one there, but yeah, Bungard's still here. The game's still on tomorrow. Somehow Queensland keep escaping corona coronavirus breakouts. I'm almost yeah. at the conspiracy level of believing their tests are broken. They're, They're just like... not testing anyone. It's Donald Trump style. <laughs> if you don't test, no one can test positive. So therefore, yeah. cases it, are down. That's it. Yeah. Um, and look, it's now nearly 5 p.m. on Saturday. So there's, abs- there's I would be absolutely flabbergasted at this point if the game did not go ahead tomorrow at Suncorp Stadium with fans because there was a fan day yesterday. There was a lot of people there when they did the press conferences and stuff. So it all seems like it's full steam ahead with the 75%. Yeah, which just feels ridiculous. They keep it people is absurd. Out now. <laughs> 25% got kicked out for like two or three cases. And yeah, you feel like you have to wake up to like 100 plus for them to do anything different tomorrow. So game will go ahead. Uh, Penrith will come in nursing. All their ailments have been nursing. South will come in with the advantage they earned. So it'll be ha- how it's supposed to have been been played. Yeah, And uh, that, that ep- cranky episode of Bungard there can be forgotten in, in, yeah, <laughs> in put, time. put it behind you. It's fine. We're still here. We're still doing it. We might still lose, by the way. Like, that's obviously a possibility. I mean, obviously, obviously if we lose, we lose. Like, shit happens, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, our good friend NRL Physio did an injury special the other day. And, like, he, he put a post up of it on Facebook. And it was Adam Reynolds and then, like, 14 Panthers players. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think you can argue who extra time off would have been more beneficial for. And um, yeah, there's still like, I know you say that Dylan Edwards has been in a moon boot all year and it's all smoke and mirrors, but like there are like actual journalists who sometimes have scoops who've been reporting things, saying things like, oh, Dylan Edwards is in serious doubt for this game. Does that hold yeah, any no, water with you? Or No, it holds no water with me because those serious journalists are only paying attention this week. Like 
guys like who are good newsbreakers, for example, like say when they get scoops at Broncos training, like one of the guys I know, like Chris Gary broke this with the serious doubt. One of the things you wrote, like he's at Broncos training every day all season. He's not been at Penrith training, you know, and they haven't even been behind the doors this year either. But Ivan said he's fine. That's oh, there's I don't believe that either. But he's I know he's been in the moon boot since like round six or seven. During the week, and it's it's a recovery thing. Like uh, people still panic when they see moon boots because they we treat them like casts. But it's like if he was sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber, he wouldn't go. His whole body's broken. We applaud that kind of recovery stuff for like NFL and NBA athletes. Like the moon boots, fine. Keeping weight off it, fine. I, I'm I'm assuming, and I'm guessing like they'll do everything to get him to play that game. And him on half a foot is better for them than Charlie Staines. Charlie Staines changed it. Well, it wouldn't be Charlie. Probably be. Brent Nate yeah, anyway, but uh, I think it just changes too much of what, what they I agree. Need. And I thought Crichton was their best player against us in the in the week one, but it's still they're still worse off with not having Edwards in there at all. Correct. Um Correct, but so. yeah, uh they so Reynolds, from what I've heard, um Green's relatively fine. He did some goal kicking today at Captain's Run, no issues. So yeah, I think that was something to be concerned about, but it seems like they've that's all good. And if not, they got Benji Marshall on the bench anyway, so don't worry about mm. it. um yeah it's it's weird right like it's it's a it's i have gone backwards in like and i've always said it's a little bit silly to for us to get nervous about our teams when we have no control over what happens but i've gotten i've been less nervous progressively for each of the three games now like week one i was a wreck all week because i was basically like if we lose this game we gotta play the storm and then it's game over and I also thought we were going to lose which just sort of I guess maybe it wasn't nerves maybe it was more dread than anything else yeah um there was also a huge chance we got, and then we got to manly and it was more please don't choke like I was pretty confident that they were going to win that game but I was still a little bit nervous then this week I've been like calm like I've been fine like even today like the only time really that I've gotten nervous was on Thursday when there was a chance the game was going to be postponed yeah uh I know what you're saying too because coming into the finals every South fans hyper aware this is the last Reynolds Dance. It's the last. It's the last Wayne there, and I, I do think they'll go okay without Wayne next year. I've such belief in Jason Dimitriou, and he would have been a bigger part of this whole run now than he's probably getting credit for. Uh, but yeah, last time with Reynolds, gay guys going to. It's hard to think they'd be as good next season. So I understand that. But I, I, as you've said anyway, a lot of us were wrong about South for a long time. We ignored them in that run home because mm. of the way that like. If they were beating teams like Manly were, if they kept putting fifties on instead of putting the you know putting the tools away, tools down off with thirty minutes to go, people would have been bigger on them. We just let them go along, cruise through, smash teams, get there easily, and then we just thought lose the trail. We were done with them, and I guess with, with for yourself, probably a similar thing. If you guys lost, it's like, well, how did we come back from no the trail? No matter how good Blake Taff is, with no the trail and go beat Melbourne for like the first time ever. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And now they don't have to. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's. I mean, nice. this is the right matchup for you guys. Like, like I, th- yeah. Like I thought, Storm, if they met the grand final, they they would have won- beaten you. I just don't think you have the wood over that Storm side. You well, know, yeah, it's, it's been pretty comfortable for them against you guys for for, for ages. It's like yeah. how the Broncos like never beat the Storm right now. You guys are almost at our level of never beating the Storm. Correct. And it's like if it was Storm South grand final, I would have been like, oh, Storm. Even with fucking Tyson Smoothie at Hooker and Christian Welch not playing, yeah. I still would have been like, uh, but yeah, yeah, but but you guys have got Penrith, which is the better matchup, proven that you can you, you can beat them, obviously. Uh, and that the walking wounded 
which we don't really know the impact of that till the game kicks off tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but we, but what we do know is that they're not running at their 100% across the park. That's what we do know. We do know that 100%. And nothing can change between tomorrow, today and tomorrow to, to change that. Like, we don't know how bad Moses Leota is. We do know Dylan Edwards has been managing plan officiators all season, which doesn't make it any less of an impact. But it's still like, that's why he's been in and out of the team some weeks. You know, have, have him managing that. You've got James Harris. We've no idea what his ailment is, but he looks like he's a bit crocked. Uh, Spencer Lenu hasn't played a lot of footy when he's had to fill in. They now have got Mitch Kenny's in the reserves, but like Tyron May's on the bench. It's like, is Tyron May the Italian if Mitch Kenny come back in? I don't know. There's a lot of questions over that, their fitness. And also, not it's not even about their fit, fit like their fitness forming, but it's just the way that that's been changing up for them. They don't look as cohesive with the ball in hand, and they haven't all final series. The defense has been what's got them there, obviously. Defense has been great, but they've really, really struggled to score points. Like they weren't even close in terms of points scored per game in the in the back end of this season. Like that Souths and Melbourne and Manly just looked so much more potent. They for did in large the, stretches. Yeah, and they and they were beating teams early in the year and blowing teams out over the last two years, like by bludgeoning them to death and then the points would flow. But they're not yeah. they haven't been as good with the bludgeon. Well, like right I, I just from those stats you and I looked at the other day. Um, obviously, Souths were put first in point score in the second half of the season with thirty six and a half per game. Manly were second, Storm third, all the way down in ninth with twenty one points per game. Penrith, well, just above for you, below so. the Raiders and the Tigers, and just above so, your beloved Brisbane Broncos. In that period, so I'm looking at that period again. I can look at the whole season as well. But in that period, Souths. They've scored a try every six play the balls in the opposition 20. They've scored a try. So every set, they've scored a try. 6.1 averaging. Set. What a waste of time. Yeah. 6.6 averaging, sorry, they are. Uh, yeah. Storm are at eight, but Penrith are all the way down. They score a try every 11.2 play the balls in opposition 20. And that's yeah. behind the Broncos, the Sharks, the Titans, the Raiders, the Cowboys. They're, they're in 11th. And mm-hmm. they obviously not been like that all season, but it just shows that the back end of the year, that's, that's really slowed down. And they haven't scored, you know, from in the opposition 20, South have scored 60, they scored 65 tries there, Panthers 40, but Panthers played an extra game. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, and they, they haven't struck at that level. Well, here's the thing. And then, like, and then the other side they made as well, by the way, South's goal line defense sucked, right? We know this. It did. For it a long so time. Shit. And again, but since since that game, we'll never be told what actually happened after round 11. Maybe he'll say after that, the grand final. And it might, it could be the smallest thing they had an honesty session in the stink or something. Who knows? But since then, the Rabbitohs, if we can see the try every 13.5 play the balls, which is just below Manly, is the best of goal line defense. And Penrith is third, they're 12.5. But it's more, I'm just trying to emphasize that, like, that 50 point games, they happened, but they're really not relevant to how South have played the last six to eight weeks. Yeah. Really not relevant. It's quite funny. There's been this one absolutely deranged Panthers fan. I'm not sure he's all there, but he's just been commenting on like everything about Souths all week with that, just going, no team that's conceded 50 can win the comp. What a joke. Like every, every single Souths thing I've seen for like five days, he's my hero of the week. But yeah, bro, you're right. That doesn't that mean stuff. anything. That was so long ago. They've lost one game since then and they were very unlucky to lose that. And it's quite surprising. Like we, the the defensive stats aren't surprising. Like both Penrith and Souths have been, along with Melbourne, in a tier of their own, above everybody else by some distance in all the defensive stats. But then you look at everything else, and it's like Panthers are middle of the road in possession. They're below average in run meters per set. Um, 
they have the same completion percentage so whatever but like as 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 uh, as the NRL economist said it's not about completions <laughs> well, the, um, the, the funny average thing, in, though, the average in points yeah. scored they're fourth in points differential but their points differential in that period is 6.8 like positive of 6.8 compared to the storm at 19.2 and south's at 21.4 like there's just so many things where i'm looking at and uh, there's just so many things you look at and south's up the top and Penrith are either in the middle or towards the bottom they're, they're last in yeah. missed tackles in that time period as well, which is crazy. Yeah, they've been working. They, that's one of the things we, we'll mention is that they'll have to work their ass off the last few weeks. And we know that already, but it just keeps compounding. And maybe they come out firing again. They find more in that tank. Maybe they do. They did last week. I thought the tank was empty. It's really hard to, to predict that. That's what Penrith, they're a strange side. But we'll see if they do come out with that. But I thought it was worth mentioning too, because uh, obviously you guys like putting a lot of weight of his importance. But with Cam Murray in the side, he wasn't there for those two hammerings, obviously. No, neither. He's lost one game this and, year. <laughs> no, he's, he's lost two. Twice. Sorry, two, two, two. Yeah. Sorry. Storm and Panthers. The, you've, the most points you've conceded with him in the lineup was 30 against the Titans when he beat them 40-30. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, he makes a big difference to, to, your, to your ruck defense. And obviously, what, not one dude is everything, but we know there's been dramatic change since then. And you can kind of explain away those points. And again, in this season, early, especially early, the last few weeks, it's, we know it's changed. But earlier in the year, 50-point drubbings with the new 30-point or the new 20-point drubbings. <laughs> you know, they, they were, were happening every week, yeah. They were. Everyone was getting blown out. And that's, that's always been a, like, I know it's what it is. It's an interesting tidbit that people think means something, the 50 point, it doesn't mean anything. And I, Scott Bailey himself probably knows that. It's an interesting stat to him, but, you know, it's, what is it? 48 points is the, the worst. 49, now. I think, Newcastle. Yeah, 49, yeah, yeah, that's it. So if you guys win, then it'll be next one to be 50. No, no team's ever scored, considered 57 points. Yeah, it'll be 57. That's right. The, yeah, it's like. I'm whatever. happy with my thing of credits. I'm happy with my 50 point. You get a credit if you score 50. So Souths are actually plus one this year. They've conceded yeah. 50 twice, scored 53 times. So they're fine. So yeah, it, holding on to that is just, yeah, it's too long ago. It's like it's yeah. like saying in a season, and it could happen. Like what, what if you guys played through Origin without 12 players and you lost by 50? It's like, well, put a line through that team. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like exactly, that. mate. And I think, um, I think uh, once you found I, I, the little window, though, we found the better window to look at what the footy's been like because the first ten years of the round of the footy this year were fucked. Yeah, even if you yeah. want to draw the line at, um, even if you want to draw the line at not that particular game, even if you want to draw it at say Magic Round, yeah, which is where everything kind of sort of started to change. Like, yeah, it doesn't. The numbers don't alter too much at that point. Yeah, the one thumping gets thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, but in, and in that period as well, what you guys have done since then, you've really figured out the rotation. Like, Liam Knight doesn't exist to the South anymore. <laughs> you know, he was playing garbage, but you've, you've been moving Jaden Sewer around a lot. And Sewer actually got dropped after that Penrith game. Didn't come back to like round 14 off the bench, but he's been quite good since the contract stuff got solved. Yeah. Assume, or like the back That's end weird, of the right? Isn't that weird? It is. The and then you've also, go. Yeah. And then you also change that they made a lot of major changes after that hammering. And I guess you you go through a couple of hammerings and you go, we can't keep doing what we're doing. But you, for your first trial, the Tom Burgess on the bench thing in round 12 as well. And he did start a couple of games again later. But that's yeah. really when you changed how a lot of what you were doing worked. Did it kind of freshened up a lot of what you guys were doing? And yeah, I just think- yeah they, they almost put that away until because they only started doing it again, I think, like two rounds before the season ended. Yeah. Like they, so, they came back again, but yeah, that's that's 
you know, Mark Nichols start, started every game since then, for example. Yep. He started and they won against, them all. So, yeah. He started against the Eels and uh, what he played like 11 or so minutes, but since then he's played every, started every game. They just changed that rotation since that day. And they just seem to have landed on, you know, they rolled the dice and landed on the right things. And it's happened many a time in Wayne Bennett's career when he's gone on to make a grand final or win the comp. Again, he's had so many dice rolls. Obviously he's going to hit some of them, but it, you know, when the Broncos won the comp in 2006, he's been, fuck it, rolled the dice, changed all the lineup, you know, Hodges is fullback. Uh, like, you know, Carmel Hunt's on the wing. David Staggs is in the center, in the centers. David Staggs in the centers. Like he did that, and then it was working, so he just stuck with it. He ch- he rolled the dice with South. It started working, and they found this groove they've been in that we just all blissfully, blissfully ignored because we wrote them off from earlier football. Yeah. Where is um, that? I, Penrith I haven't couldn't... looked smooth since what what round? Like, actually. No, no, I don't say that. They look good when they tailed the Eels, or it didn't matter. But they haven't looked smooth themselves since, like, maybe since then they beat you guys. Yeah, and even that <laughs> game, like, I really still think we were pretty unlucky in that game, but it doesn't matter now. Um, no, I was saying that no, the, the round eleven one. They oh, looked, sorry, like, sorry, sorry. The game since then, like, they went to the Origin period, and you can forgive them for being struggling through that. But you know, they only beat the Brisbane by six or so towards later in the year. They got thumped by the Storm. Only really got beat the Roosters by six or like they weren't really hitting all those straps on the way home at any point. No, and it's not. It, it, and they had a period. I know they had that game like against the Storm where all their good, like literally all their good players didn't play. But mm. their injury worries haven't been like they haven't been like the Roosters in the second half of the season. It's been nothing like that. They've had most of their good guys for most weeks. And yeah, I don't know really pump put my finger on anything in saying all of that though if they defend and they play as aggressively as they did against melbourne they're a fantastic chance of winning this game and i know that yeah yeah i mean it's as we said the other day Penrith has scored first 15 times and won all 15 of those games south has scored first 21 times and lost only one of them and that was to penrith mm. like it feels like these two teams it's i know it's always important in rugby league but it feels like the first 20 minutes the game could be pretty much decided with how they turn up there like if Penrith get like a six to eight point lead, I'd yeah, it's, hit it's a brick if worrying. I was a, if I was a South. Oh, player. absolutely, no doubt about that. I honestly um, think though, like I thought this early, like a few weeks ago, like Penrith should just take points whenever they're there. They don't do it, but like when Wayne won the comp with the Dragons a decade ago, they weren't a great attacking outlet, but they took points always when they were there. And Penrith don't do that. Like if they did that against Parramatta, they probably would, they would have won by like eight points. They should just take the points every time it's an offer. Their defense is good enough. Their attack kind of sucks. That's what I'll be doing if I was at Penrith, but they won't in this game. Like, if you guys were pedaling in front of the sticks, they don't usually take those shots. Yeah, like, they had a couple in that para game, as you said. Like, they could have gone up a converted trial more, probably, in that second half, just by taking twos. Yeah. So, yeah, just, um, take, take the pop. Yeah, absolutely. That South statistic you mentioned earlier about them scoring one every six red zone play the balls is, is insane, right? Like, that is... I, I, I don't, I'm sure you don't have off the top of your head what, like, an average team looks like, but that has to be oh, I've got all like, the shit ones here, but like it's it's hard to compare what it looks like generally over time. Yeah. Like it's the 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 team strike rates generally everyone's scoring twice more frequently now than you know bad teams of Bulldogs still score every 15 play the balls, which feels yeah. like when you watch them down in the opposition territory, it takes them like 40 play the balls to score. So <laughs> like teams just score more this year. So it's hard, but still every six it's like, yeah, pretty much I score every set <laughs> on the line, that's, which is that's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Is there any matchups you look at? Uh, and think 
that one team, and I'm not talking about like comparing the back twos or like all that jokey stuff we no, did no, with no. Manly and South. I'm talking about like actual defensive attacking matchups because I just look at Penrith right side defense against our left edge, which and everyone knows how good South left edge attack is. I think that is, I think that there's a lot of points to be had over there. Yeah, I mean, this game is pretty much going to be defined by both teams' left edges, isn't it? Like Penrith Penrith scoring their points that way too, but South obviously the most effective at doing that. And you look at that left edge running at at Momorovsky in the centres with Crichton on the wing, not exactly being Penrith's strongest defensive area or side of the field. You think that's a massive plus matchup for South? And Blake Taff has shown that you know, he, again, anyone right-handed can pass that direction better than the other way. But Taft shows he can throw the long ball in that in shape there. He can yeah. take the trail spot and throw the cutout. So they, they have to keep, Penrith have to stay honest and, and keep their wits. They can't jam up on him and, and think he's not going to be able to beat them with a long ball. So, Well, that was, think- that was the most positive sign, I think, from that manly game was that we did see Taft throw one of those Luttrell-esque Cutouts and then yeah. chip in with a little tap on and to AJ for yeah. a second try. So it was really. Well, he's got one of the advantages. The advantage is being Blake Taft right now. When you've come in with confidence, and we see this often with rookies the last five or six years, guys have their best play their best footy in their first like twenty games because like nobody knows who they are, what they do. But Taft has been last two years of league. There's like no tape on Blake Taft. Jersey like, flag 2019 grand final. Yeah, no. So it's like it's been really hard to get to research your opponent, and obviously Penner struggled with that week one. But I think that they'd be a little better prepared for him this week. But it's been an advantage of his whole finals that people really don't know what he's got in his kit bag. Like, we don't know either. We, don't, we didn't know he could throw the cutout till he threw no, it. No, I had no idea. I thought he was really favoured to the other side just based on what we'd seen in his very limited first yeah. grade games this year. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, that left edge is always an advantage for South. Uh, it, it's hard to think. I thought Penrith had the physical advantage. And I know I don't want to focus too much on one game that they last time they played because doesn't always define the next game. But last time they played, South took it to them physically, which we didn't think South are capable of winning games that way this year. They've showed they were. So it's hard for me to go into this now and think, oh, you know, if it turns into a grind, Penrith will run over them because they probably won't. <laughs> like, if you asked me five weeks ago, I'd say, oh, if it's a grind, South have no chance. But they yep. already... They've already you know, proven the thing. that that's not the case. And yeah, it's just weird. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here... And look, that night when Latrell got suspended and everyone was miserable, including me. And then you fast forward to now and it's just like, not only am I sitting here 24 hours before a grand final, but also a grand final that I think we're going to win. And that's the crazy yeah. part. Like if, if, if everything had, you know, if everything had gone chalk and the, we'd got here by losing in week one and then like having like a fluke boil over upset win over the Panthers or the Storm in week three. And then we were sitting here against a full-strength Melbourne or a full-strength Penrith in the grand final. I'd just be sitting here going, yeah, well, we're, we're the Cowboys 2017. We're the Bulldogs 2014. Mm. We're, just, we're just here. We're just here for a good time, you know? But mm. no, I, I, I think we're going to win. And, and um, it's, just, it's just strange to be as, I guess, calm and confident as I am, I think. It's just not, not how I expected I would feel 24 hours before the grand final this year at any point, really. Yeah, I mean, one one big wrinkle for you guys as well is if, if Reynolds doesn't kick, like if he if he doesn't kick as often, like if he kicks it last week, that's a big problem for South yep. with, with Cleary's boot. But I'm sure he's going to be okay with that, or he'll push it a little. Obviously, yeah. he wasn't trying to push it last week, knowing that they're going to play anyway. next week. <laughs> but yeah, this is like I, I'm not always been right, obviously, but this is the grand final that's given me the hardest 
Like it's hard for me to pick for a number of years. I haven't been right all the time, but usually you go into the week and you're like, I think that team is going to win or similar. Mm. I have tossed and turned all week. I've had discussions with people like I respect and their opinions and swayed this way or that way. And uh, it's still tough for me, but it's one of those things. Like I feel like I'm in that spot that like uh, heart says South hope says South head says Penrith might just somehow find that next thing. And I don't know, but I'm, I'm picking, I think South will win, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. I like I I just I don't honestly have no idea this week. No, really it's do. it's a total toss up. I, I think obviously a lot of my confidence is coming from a play, and I try to I try to be relatively unbiased about all non Alex Johnston things on here. But it is hard not to get caught up in the week, and it is hard to not. It is very difficult to separate yourself, um, like emotionally mm. from a from a grand final. But I just genuinely do think just on everything I've heard, spoken, and said from both sets of players and both coaches and everything we've seen on the field in the past month. Mm. It just does. It just does feel like Souths are a little bit more primed for this game. And, they, and that, and it's un, uh, it's inarguable that they'll come in, in better physical shape, mm-hmm. um, mental things that you never know what's going through people's heads, but like there, it, there's not really a, apart from, you know, if they fire up and like Pen, I believe that Penrith at their best are probably better than Souths at their best. And I yeah, don't think that's, a, that's I don't no think that's what, a controversial statement. Tomorrow. But they're not their best tomorrow. And I don't think it's, I think it's been pretty hard for them to be even close to their best, just given the injuries that they have and the way South just haven't allowed teams to play the way they want to play recently. And they've played like their last, like Penrith have had to work hard for their last few wins, real hard. It's like they've had to tackle their guts off, had less possession in those wins. Like that's the other thing of it too, is like not only are they hobbled, they haven't had like you can have be hobbled and have a couple of easy weeks and heal during those. They haven't had those easy weeks. They haven't been able to like rest the boys during the game or or throw someone on the bench. Like they've had to earn every win mm. the last couple of weeks. So that's I just I think that's the, the little bit of freshness. The 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 more ex- I know it's a lot more experience in big games, but there's more experience where it matters. With like South have a lot of guys who won a loss have played far more finals fixtures, far more games or just far more games in general that are, that, you know, deem important. And I just feel if one team's more likely to boil over, I think Penrith are more likely to boil over out of the two. Yeah. Like it would really shock me if South lost the ball, lost the game by dropping the ball 20 times. That would be weird. Unless Blake Taft had an absolute Steve Maven. That's really the only way. Yeah. But, yeah, because they just haven't been that team this year. Like, no, you know, it's not, they haven't got 17 bird eyes who any given game can drop the ball 12. And times. the one that we do have is really good now. He never drops yeah. the ball anymore. And when he does, we get does. penalties. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really hard to think, like figure that out there, but it does feel like we one of those games that like both teams are going to, you know, play conservative until they're in it's attacking opportunities. Are they going to play conservative for 60 mm. to 80 meters of the field? We far less drop ball, far less early spreading. And I actually think Penrith, Penrith would win this game. The way to win this game is having balls. And I just don't know if they'll have the balls, if they'll, if they'll go the early spread and try and stretch south and try, you know, try and wear you guys out. I don't know if they have the balls to spread it because they've been playing very conservative the last couple of weeks. And then when they get into the opposition 20, they're just they're, it's offloading for no reason. It's mm. like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. a tough one, but it's, I'm looking forward to it. It looks, I think it'd be a really good grand final, a close one, low scoring. And uh, yeah, I think I'll, South will, will pip them. I'll ask a question. This is not. This is this is sort of apropos of nothing. But what would you think about them 
from next year going forward, having like the week off, like the AFL and the NFL do in terms of like giving both teams the chance to be more rested for the grand final. It bores the fuck out of me. Yeah. I don't want to wait. That's what weeks. it does to it. Like, <laughs> I don't want, like, I don't want to wait another week. And I understand that the resting teams thing, whatever, whatever. And they'll be again, they'll be all falsities. Whenever, if it ever happened, they'll go, oh, this team who, the team who finished high on the ladder or whatever, had the early week off has never lost with the extra week off, all that kind of stuff. I don't care. Like, it's more as a fan. I don't want to wait an extra week. I don't want to sit there for another week for no reason. I agree with that. You know, if it happened, I also wouldn't be that upset. But if I'm the, the choices are stay yeah. or have an extra week, it's stay. Yep, I agree. All right. I'm going to say South Sydney 24, Penrith 10. Oh, big score. Uh, I'm going with South Sydney 14, Penrith 6. I like it. Um, yeah. Also, Mitchell, I don't know if you saw this in the news, but uh, Gladys Berejiklian resigned over corruption inquiry. Do you know what happened? Do you know what year it was the last time a Liberal Premier of New South Wales resigned I due know. to a corruption scandal? 2014. Yes, know. You know what happened in 2014? Yeah. <laughs> South Sydney won the premiership. Yeah, uh, just yeah, it's just very interesting final. It's really, so stupid. Um, Obviously, that doesn't. It is so dumb. But yeah, just um, fans, you can find a million of them that go both ways as well. Like, oh, it's twenty correct. years since oh, it's tw- it's thirty years since Penrith won, or it's the last time you know, Penrith had X. I did Y. It's yeah, it's great. Garbage. I love it. I love them. They're so stupid. I just like, want that uh, fifty point one to just be put to bed forever. Oh, so do I. Because that one really annoys you because people think it actually means something because it doesn't. It yeah, just like it gets it said on the commentary when it's te- like when the South yeah. when South put sixty on the Roosters last year, they were like, "Oh well, you know what this means? The Roosters are done. There'll be no three feet." I'm like, "Yes, that's what this means." Yes, right. So that's Fantastic. like obviously I'm I'm cheering for this because I I um I prefer South to to Penrith anyway. Uh, I I'm going for Wayne, but also I'm going for that the death of that stat. There's a lot of things I'm cheering for, yeah. but and, uh, and I'm trying and to, me obviously. Oh yeah, oh, well, yeah, obviously yes. That's, um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to also split out. Um, like, if Penrith win, that like I do know. Like I know I said to people earlier in the week, don't define who you cheer for by idiots on Twitter, which people took into like, oh, you can't cheer against Penrith. You can cheer against Penrith for the like. Just There's give lots me of real valid reasons. reasons. Yeah, there There's is. Lots of, like, just don't I'm a West Tigers lo- fan. Is a valid reason. Yes. Yes. I like Benji Marshall is a valid reason. And I've said it all week, Mitchell. If you're not supporting Benji Marshall as a neutral this weekend, you yeah. are a terrorist. But it's like just don't. So I'm just asking you don't define your life experience by some idiot on Twitter you never met. That's what I, I'm I asking. So I do that. think if they win, it it might be a little more unbearable as a neutral after it. Just all the fawning over the Clearies, over a dynasty that doesn't exist. Like it's not hasn't happened yet. It's not a dynasty yet. You know, all that stuff about extrapolating what it's going to be, the first of all that garbage will it'll set me off. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. Whereas if you guys win, then no one's gonna be going like there's no one there on your side, they're gonna go. Could this guy be the greatest at his position ever? Well, maybe but it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna if Penrith win, there'll be dumb chat like that about like when did, what, how old was Joey when he won his first ninety seven? So he would have played at least like three or four. He would have been like twenty four, I reckon. I'm guessing. Yeah, so you're gonna uh, end up with like took till this year for Joey to win his first premiership. Clear he's got his. Uh at twenty six, Alex Johnson has two premierships. Is he the greatest ever? I don't know. Let's have, let's be. start a dialogue. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's like, what is he, 23, 24 when he first won, won his first one. So, was he there? You clear, go. Yeah. Nathan Cleary, how old's he now? Like 23? 23, yeah. Is he? The world's at his feet. He, he could win five premierships. Yeah, I can see it now. It's got to be the same thing. He's at the same fucking yeah. age. See, this, I hate okay. this. Uh, yeah, you've, you've convinced me. If I was a neutral, which I'm not, 
Um, you've, you would have just convinced me there. Um, before we go, let's give a quick shout out to the people on the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service. Go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. You get access to our Discord server, um, entry into next year's Coltrane Cup, uh, rookie takes voting, a bunch of other stuff too. I apologize for the shout outs. It's like the day of the month where everyone's things reset. So like a couple of people disappear from the page for a day or two until their payment goes through. So if I missed you from the shout outs, I apologize. You'll be back next week. Chris Avnell, Dave, Carla Tyson, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh from 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Colbin, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, my milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. I was worried about Don Kedick, but he's just changed his name to my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. So there you go. There you go. Don Kedick's still there. Good. Uh, how's your ding dong and sadness? Mine is pretty good. <sighs> One's all right too. Moving yeah. soon, obviously, as you know, but getting out yeah. of the, the, the hellhole that's the North Shore back to real life. And, uh, Exciting. Excited. I'm excited to get out of lockdown. The grand finals tomorrow. Wish the public holiday was when we had lockdown. They should have really kick it back a week, hey? They should have. And also, I've really enjoyed the terrible takes of the last 24 hours that apparently Gladys being above, you know, being mediocre through coronavirus means she's allowed to be corrupt. Yes, and also being queen, woman matters. Girl boss, slay. Girl. Yeah, she lied Taken down by a man. Who hasn't had a bad boyfriend? When you think about oh. it. When you, when, um, when you really think about it, yeah. Are they ignoring that the previous, well, not the previous, one of the previous Liberal premiers resigned over a $5,000 bottle of wine? Are we just forgetting that? That was an old white yeah, but, oh, but, oh, just, You just don't just know so what sad. it's like to just be a strong single woman in a man's world. And I'm sorry, none of the Australian leadership has done a good job during coronavirus because she's not as embarrassing as some of the other ones. It doesn't mean she's done some amazing job. We've also mm. been locked in this year when no one else in the fucking world is. So... Yeah. But no, also, but, yeah. much, save most of your scorn for the federal government. It's their fault. I know, exactly. That's who it is. That's why I'm laughing. But it's like, obviously, the premiers have been overrated the last couple of years. We have to talk and wait. Like, I shouldn't have to know who all the other ones are. We have to because of the Peter federal Gutwein. government. Peter Gutwine. Who the fuck's that? But yeah. I shouldn't Don't be know like, that. Corruption you didn't care about happened. Now you like guys because of the coronavirus. You don't want to go on. But it's like... I did see someone say, uh, why doesn't the ICAC answer to anyone? It's like, what do you think the first, what do you think the I stands for? <laughs> like, who should they answer to? The government? Gladys. What would be the point? Yes. It's like when cops do something wrong and like other cops investigate it. And then they go, well, we looked into it. Nothing happened. It was fine. And then we find well, out later, like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we funny. should investigate ourselves. Yeah. yeah maybe but, she shouldn't have lied at an anti-corruption hearing. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, my, yeah, maybe. I'm a political Luddite, but that's just my opinion. Maybe she shouldn't have lied forever. And yeah, the alternative might be worse. Doesn't mean she oh, that guy is much. That guy is worse. But doesn't mean she should keep her job. That's no, that is true. This is a a difficult situation, right? Because like, as far as liberals go, she's relatively left, and I still don't like her policies on many things. But like, the alternative is people like Dominic Perrottet, who are just you know fundamentalist religious nutcases. So that's obviously worse. But that doesn't yes. mean you can just ignore corruption because the alternative is someone worse. Yes. Just but like I will the... say it is, it's, it's like the federal government, right? Like everyone's like, oh, yeah. can't wait for Morrison to get rolled. It's like, yeah, but then Peter Dutton would take over. Like, yeah. that's not like we shouldn't be excited for these things. You should just like wait till there's an election and write these wrong. Yes, getting mad at anyway. But yeah, this, yeah, I mean, 
I feel like if uh, if Perite end up going in there, that's uh, that's one that's going to probably not last that long. Uh, yeah, the next hit, the next state elections next year, right? He's the clear favorite, but I do feel like he's um, all it takes is some actual coverage of what what he believes or thinks. Yeah, and that won't last very long. So all the eye care stuff should like have him like nowhere near consideration. But no, again, yeah. no one gives a shit about that. No, it's no they don't. But, oh, well. yeah. This, oh, I just want a strong leader through the coronavirus. Who cares what they've done beforehand, mate? Yeah, but uh, yeah, tower the, the, of strength. But he, he did it very much five years ago in politics, where everyone went really far right wing. Like Brexit happened, Trump yep. happened, heaps of countries voted like that. Perrette is already they've already we've already moved past idiots like him. But whatever. I did happen. enjoy the chopper following Gladys home in the white Bronco, like she was fucking OJ Simpson after she resigned. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's oh, enough dear. politics, right. Jack. Nah, people like the, bits, the smatterings of politics chat. We give them towards the end. But anyway, that's done. Um, there might be a bonus pod tomorrow night if we win. If not, see you Monday. Oh, God. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me, Glory Glory. <laughs>